This is Parshat Kedoshim, the belt which connects us. This was originally recorded in 5779. We, we had a question, a question came up. When we pray, we're supposed to put on a belt. We're supposed to wear a belt when we pray. Is that for real or is that a Chabad thing? So that's interesting. So that's what I looked up. So the question is, is there a reason to wear a belt or not? What's the basis of it? <coughs> the Shulchan Aruch actually says that a person should wear a belt. And he brings a reason. So I saw something very interesting. So the, the first is when I remember learning, when they asked my rabbi the question, they asked him a question, he says that, you know what, we wear a belt, and this is the way that I always believed, we wear a belt because it separates from the physical to the spiritual. So a person, a person uh, in Israel, we see sometimes that we look at like people like Moshe and Yaakov, that they were like half angels. So supposedly from the waist up, they perfected themselves to angel, but from the waist down, they're still a man. So we, we wear a belt so that we separate the physical from the spiritual, and we should separate our physical aspects by wearing a belt. That's what I always thought. So, and, I, and the way the rabbi explains it, he says, you look at other people, you look at, for example, the, the Bnei Edom, the children of Esav. And the children of Esav, because remember Esav, when he dies, what happens? He's killed and his head rolls into Marat HaMachpelah. So only his head can be in Marat HaMachpelah. The rest of him can't be. So from the head, from the neck up, he has this level of Kiddushah. But from the neck down, there's no Kiddushah. And he said that's why the Bnei Edom... The, the people from Edom, the priests, wear a collar around their neck. So we separate ourselves at the waist, they separate themselves at the collar. He says, but, B'nei Ishmael, what is B'nei Ishmael? He says they're called Pere Adam. So he says, Pere Adam, where do they separate themselves? Only in the thought concept, possibly. And they wear the, the, ring. the rope at the very top of their head. So I always understood it. And then I saw a, a, a scholarly uh, answer published by a Dr. Secunda. And he was quoting a discussion between one of the Amoraim, one of the, the rabbis of the Gemara, in the 6th century. So it's really right the time that the, the Talmud was codified in Babylonia. He says, and this, this rabbi, his name is Amemar. And he's having a conversation with a Zoroastrian leader in Persia. Now what's interesting is you have to keep in mind that maybe he's being somewhat apologetic in his conversation. He's not looking to fight because they're subject to them and they can't do anything. One of the reasons we say in the Mishnah that a person who puts out a, a light, say we, one of the things we talk about on Friday night, we recall the Mishnah of lighting, lighting candles. And we say if a person puts out the light because they're afraid, why are they afraid? It's because the Zoroastrians had certain times they didn't have light. So if they saw you had light, they would come in and kill you. So if he puts out the light because he's afraid of them, he's not going to be, uh, it's, not a, it's not a sin. So, so he's talking to this and the discussion, he says, so, so, he, so, so commenting on him, we have to remember the discussion is like almost the Ramban, my Nachmanides, having his disputation in Spain in front of the king. There's only so much you could say. So, <clears throat> the story here is there's a Nagid of the Jewish community in Persia. 
He's one of the leaders of the community, but we don't know if he's such a learned person. He's just, uh, he's the president, Nagid, Nagid. He's the president of the community. His name is Huna Bar Natan. And there's a Persian king, and the Persian king's name is Yazdegar II. Huna Bar Natan was primarily a political leader and not as knowledgeable of proper Jewish behavior. When the king met with Huna Bar Natan, he adjusted the placement of the avnet, the belts, worn by Huna Bar Natan, explaining to him, this is the Persian king to him, that the Jews are a nation of priests and that he should wear his avnet, his belts, not where he was wearing it, but where the priests were wearing it, meaning not too low, not at the waist, or not too high, not above the armpits. He says, how does he explain it? The king went on to explain to Huna Bar Natan that the belt separates between the holy upper portion of the body and the profane lower half. And he's quoting the Zoroastrians. So this guy's theory is the reason we do it is because we learned it in Babel from the Zoroastrians. Okay? <clears throat> so the question is, did we learn it from them? Did they learn it from us? Because we precede them by, by, uh, by a thousand years. But the reality is where are you supposed to wear it? It seems we all wear it at the waist. And looking through the subject, it seems we should wear it here, below the heart. The question is, then why are we wearing it? Is it really to separate the lower half and the upper half? What's the reason? So I was trying to understand. So I had a conversation with my brother, and then I started looking up sources. And really, the way I left today, I started this in, uh, last night, and where I finished it was nowhere where I was. <laughs> so... <coughs> We start this week's parasha. Hashem is telling Moshe, speak to all the adat, which is very rare that he says, call ha'adat, all of the, the congregation of B'nai Israel. You should tell them, you should be holy, because I, God, I am holy. So the question is, why is he gathering all the people? It's very rare that Moshe is told to gather all the people together. There was a system, and this doesn't happen often that everyone has to come. Why does this have to be said in public? So Rashi answers. He says, We learn that this parasha was said in a communal group. Because the majority of the body of the Torah is hanging from it. That's what he's saying. This statement, the Kiddushi, that you are holy, the majority of the body of the Torah, I'm quoting word for word, are hanging from this concept. So he says, what is Rashi talking about? The majority of the body of the Torah is hanging from this concept. Can't you give me another way of putting it? <clears throat> hey, so just as where we started, we started... Uh, we started with the question, why do we wear a belt? Do we wear the belt to separate the upper half from the lower half because it could do shot from the thing? I brought a story about from the time of the Gemara where a Zoroastrian king is telling a Jew that he's wearing it because he separates the, the good from the bad, which seems to be Zoroastrian concept where they have two different deities. They have the good and the bad always fighting each other. So he says, what's the source? So he says, David of So we begin this parasha. And we're going to say, Kedoshim to you should be holy. And it's always said, and it's said in front of the whole group, not in front of 
Rashi says, why is in front of the whole group? This is what we're up to. Because the majority of the body of the Torah, Teluyin Ba, is hanging from it. So the majority of the body of the Torah is hanging from this concept. It's very strange, the wording of Rashi. He could have said that we discuss everything, we learn from this, but the using this language, hanging from it, and then body, is strange. Goes further, and we discuss, is this one of the 613 mitzvot to be holy, or is it just a general concept? And there's a difference of opinion. <clears throat> Goes further, and the Midrash says, Yachol Kamoni, how, how holy should you be? You could be holy like me, and then the Midrash answers, no, Hashem says, my holiness is more than your holiness. It's, again, a strange question. What do you mean? How can we be holy like Hashem exactly? It says, should we try to be like Hashem? Of course, that's what we should try. But why do we need the exclusion that a God says, you can never be as holy as me? Sephorno says something very interesting. He says, at this point, after achieving the holiness... He says, the Torah spells out the objective by saying, ki kadosh ani says the message is that the original intention in creating man in the image of God had already been declared as the goal for this image to become something constant. That a person being born in the image of God should try to be like God, and that includes being holy. Rashi says, as we discussed the other morning, Rashi says <coughs> that it's only negative. It's, it's regarding the negative. We just went through all of the forbidden relationships. You should keep yourself away from forbidden relationships and there, thereby you'll be holy. If you do that, you'll be holy. Ramban says, no. He says you have to go beyond the letter of the law. In order to be holy, you have to go beyond the letter. You can't just do what's written. You have to go way beyond. And I brought the whole, uh, the whole Ramban, but not necessarily. That's basically what, what he's saying. So... In this week's parasha also. So that's the first part. What is this whole idea of Kedushim to you? Why is Rashi saying that everything's hanging from it on the body? All well, the body of the Torah is hanging from it. In this week's parasha, the, uh, in Midrash, Vayikra Rabbah, says that all of the Ten Commandments are shown in this week's parasha. All of the Ten Commandments. And he brings, Anofi Hashem. That's what we see. And it says here, Ani Hashem Elokechem. I am God. I am God, your God. We have the Elohim, you should not have uh, uh, graven images. It says, Lo Here it says, He says the same thing we have here. Lo It's also written here. It says, You should not swear in my name. Here it says, It says here, uh, You can't swear in my name. Here we have, There we have, We have here, respecting parents. We have Lota Amor Adam Recha. All of the things, all of the Ten Commandments we have in this perasha, point by point, one by one. It says, but there's a big difference. The majority here, when the Ten Commandments are done singular, the majority here are done in plural. So why is this perasha? Are we repeating the Ten Commandments, but in a plural form for the group, as opposed to the singular form? <coughs> the last one we have. <laughs> is the same as Lo Tachmod. You should not... Uh, lo Tachmod? Desire? Yeah, like, yeah, desire what your friend has. So you should love your friend like yourself. Rabbi Akiva says, Zekla Gadol Batorah. This is the most important verse in the Torah. Hillel says, you learn this, you know everything else. 
Darizal says that uh, Rabbi Akiva and Hillel are from the same root of the soul, therefore they both bring the same. <clears throat> Darizal goes further on this and he says that every morning before a person sits down to pray, before a person comes in to pray, he has to say, I love everyone like myself. I, I accept that I love everyone like myself. And then he could begin to pray. Without doing this, he says, it's very hard for his prayers to be accepted. He has to really accept that. And he has to mean everyone. Can't say, I love everyone except that guy. Yeah. Except that kid who yelled at me in third grade. I love everyone. So as the Arizal says, it has to be everyone based on this pasuk, the Haftal If we go to Bereshit, when we go to the beginning of Bereshit, we have Adam and Chava, Adam and Eve sin. And it says, he, Hashem opens up their eyes, or the, something opens up their eyes, their eyes are open, and they knew that they were, were naked. They took from the fig leaves, and they made for them belts. Now the question is, what do you mean they made belts? They made clothing. But it doesn't say they made clothing, it says they made belts. Now we know, we translate it as loincloths, they made something to cover themselves up. The problem is, we see the Mepharshim say, what is this thing, chagorot? It says, this is describing a device to prevent a garment from falling. And we see in, the, in, in, in Navi, in Shmuel, that's what it is. Later we see Hashem makes garments for them. So the, the question is, why do they make belts? Why does the Torah use the term belts and not something else? And this takes us back to the first term. Why are we praying with a belt? And the second term, why is that specific Kedoshim Tihiyu? Rashi says... It should be hanging from them, like 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 a uh, body. It says when Adam and Chava, this is the Bartanura on Perkevot, when they sin. He says that he says that uh, until they cover themselves, he says until they covered themselves, then they heard the voice of Hashem. So they needed for some reason until they made these chagurot, these belts, they couldn't hear God. These were necessary for them to be able to communicate with God. What does the belt have to do with communicating with God? Shemot. <clears throat> we're in Egypt. It's the last night. We're going to eat the, the lamb. We've been holding it for three days. We put the blood on the doors. Now it's time for dinner. And this is how you should eat it. Motnechem, chagurem, naalechem. Deiragli says, "What do you have to do? You have to be wearing your belt. You have to wear your belt." And the question is, what do you mean? I'm going to sit down to dinner, to my Passover dinner, and I have to put on belt. a belt. The Shulchan Aruch actually says, when you sit down to dinner, what should you do? Loosen your belt. So now I'm going to put on my belt. Why? Because I have to have my belt on because I'm going to leave. No, it says, "You're not going to leave your house until the morning." So if you're not going to leave your house until the morning, why is it necessary in order for me to eat this lamb together, because I can only eat the lamb together in a group, why do I need a belt? 
So now I'm trying to understand belt, belt, belt. So I'm trying to look for all the sources of belt to try to see if maybe we can figure out if there really is a reason to wear the belt in the morning and if the belt should separate us from the bad and the good. <coughs> Go further. Next belt. You should, you, you're going to gird them, Aaron and his children, with a belt. So we're going to gird Aaron and his children with a belt. He says, what's this belt? This belt that you're going to make for Aaron is going to have to be, so remember, all the Kohanim, they wear four pieces of clothing. They're not allowed to wear anything else. If a Kohan is wearing a band-aid or a rubber band, done. He wears pants, he wears a shirt, he wears a belt, which is 32 amot long. 32 amot long is approximately 60 feet. What do you do with a belt that's 60 feet long? So you have to wrap it a lot of times. This is all the Kohanim. And they wear a hat. What is the hat? It's not a hat like this. It's again a piece of cloth. But this one is half that length. It's 16 amot, 30 feet. Why do I need a belt 64 feet long? The avnet is one of the items, and then Moshe has to dress them in this. In order for them to serve, they have to wear this belt. So again, we need a belt. But 32 feet long. The avnet is, now the interesting thing is, where did they wear the belt? Up here, below the heart. And 32 amot is 32 is the same as lev. Lev is heart. So maybe it has, the belt has to do something with the heart rather than separating the good and evil. It says, The avnet is one of the items of the Bigdeh Kehuna that the Kohen wears during his service. It is a belt that's worn on top of the tunic. The avnet, interesting enough, is made out of wool and linen. Now we know we're not allowed to wear wool and linen together. So there's an opinion, no, it's only made out of linen. But Rambam says, no, it's made out of wool and linen and they only could wear it in the Ben HaMikdash because you wear shatnez in the Ben HaMikdash but you can't wear it outside. And the colors were interwoven into the linen. The wool colors were all different, blue and violet and different colors. So we're weaving a whole bunch of colors into the white linen. And the question is, what does it have to do? A bunch of colors into the white and 32, 32 amot, 60 feet long around my waist says he may have been richly colored and certainly, he says, he says, but what was it for? Was it to divide the upper half and the lower half? Because that's the concept we began with. Because that's the concept I often understood. That the Hasidim, for example, wear the gartel. We wear the belt. Why? To separate the lower half from the upper half. And that's how we started. Is valid. The Midrash says <coughs> that the angels would sing a verse in Shamayim. And the verse that they sing in Shamayim, we have in Tehillim, it says, Baruch Hashem, blessed is God, Elokei Yisrael, the God of Israel, Min HaOlam, from the first world, Be'ad HaOlam, until the last world. This is a statement that they would say for all time, before there were people. It says, when Adam is made, the angels turn to God and say, is this the guy we're singing about? Right, Baruch Hashem, Elokei Yisrael. Who are you referring to as Elokei Yisrael? Is it Adam? And God says, no, 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 this guy's a thief. 
This guy, you're going to see, he's in the tree. I'm going to tell him not to touch. He's going to take the fruit and eat it anyway. Ten generations later, Noah comes. So the angels say, God, you're saving Noah in the ark. This is the guy. Must be the guy. And Hashem says, nope. He's not the guy. He's a drunk. He drinks the wine. Ten generations later, we have Abraham Avinu. I say the angels say, Hashem, this guy must be the guy. Hashem says, no, he's not the guy. He has a son, Yishmael. Can't be the guy. He says, okay. Next one, Isaac. Isaac on the Akedah. He says, the angels say, is this the guy? Hashem says, he's not the guy. He loves Esav. I hate Esav. He can't be the guy. Finally, Yaakov is born. And Yaakov, Ashdei asks, is this the guy? He says, yep, this is the guy. Baruch Hashem Elokei Yisrael. This is Yisrael. This is the guy. It says, Yishlach Ezrekami Kodesh. Hashem is going to send help from Kodesh. Who is called Kodesh? Yaakov Avinu. Jacob is called Kodesh. We say it every day in between Ashren and Tzion. Says Sara. We talk about it, and this is really we're referring to Jacob, who's Kodesh. He's considered holy. Ask the Midrash, what's behind this? <coughs> so I found one more belt. We go to Shayir Miyahu. Kotomar Hashem Eli. This is what God said to me. Haloch vekanita lecha ezor pishtim. Go buy yourself a belt of flax. And don't put it in water, but you're going to put it, basically Hashem tells him to take this belt of flax and put it in the rocks, hide it near the river, put it by the rocks. And sometime later Hashem tells him, go back and get the belt, see what happened. He comes back to get the belt and the belt is completely falling apart, dissolved, like nothing left, rotted away. He says, what's going on? This is the story with your meow. Say the rabbis, if you imagine Hashem, sometimes we give Hashem form when we imagine, Hashem is wearing a belt. What's the belt that Hashem wears? Based on this, Hashem is wearing a belt which is B'nai Israel, us. We're the belt of Hashem. In this case, what happened to the belt? The people didn't do what Hashem wanted to do, so the belt rotted and dissolved. We're compared to the belt. I said, so I brought this here. It says, Adam So it says, here he says, what's the whole idea of the belt? The belt is really something that connects us with Hashem. It's a love a person has. That's why the heart, it's near the heart, it connects you with Hashem. Since Am Yisrael is not listening to Hashem, we're supposed to be the holy belt. We're supposed to hang on Hashem. We're falling apart. When else do we have a belt? Every morning, we wake up and we say, Birchot HaShachar, the morning blessings. We seem to say them, originally the Gemara thought to say them as we perform them. So for example, we say, we're supposed to open our eyes in the morning, wow, I could see, you open up the eyes of the blind. I get up out of bed, I could straighten myself up, Zokef Kefufim, straighten those who are bent over. I start to get dressed. Malbish Arumim, each of them is part of our morning routine, and each of the brachot relates to us preparing ourselves for the day and appreciating that we, that we go through the day, and God gives us all these things to do. But there are two brachot that are different from the rest. Those two brachot are, 
Oter Yisrael, I, I mean, uh, Ozer Yisrael, Bigvura. You gird B'nai Israel with strength. And we're supposed to say that when we put on our belt. And after Oter Yisrael, the Tifara, we, 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 you crown Israel with glory. And we say that when we put on our hat. Yeah. Those are the only two blessings that have Yisrael in them. The rest of the blessings, we don't say you open the eyes of Israel, you dress the Jews. You, we only say Yisrael in those two blessings that we put on our belt. What's the belt have to do that that's so special? And why is the belt needed before we get crowned? So now I have all my belt questions. And I really started from the beginning, go through every belt that I could find. I asked my brother if there's other belts. He pointed out some things in the, in the, uh, in the Gemara and the things. So I went through those. Says the, I, I looked in to see what's this Ozer Yisrael Big Buddha. God girds Israel with strength. Says that the Anaf Yosef points out the subject matter mentioned in these two brachot should have been dealt with because we already said the bracha Malbish Arumim, who dresses the people who don't have clothes, dresses the naked. <laughs> So if I said, dress the naked, isn't my belt and my hat part of the clothing that I'm thanking Hashem that I have? Why are these separate and unique that they refer to B'nai Israel like the other ones don't? Rav Volva said that these really connect us to Hashem. He says that, that, he says that, uh, that, that they're expressed in consecutive blessings in the morning. Uh, and, he, and he says that, that even when Hashem is going to punish us, He loves us. We're still connected to Hashem. This is what He's bringing the reasoning. I'm trying to still understand. Where does the belt come in? And again, do we need a belt in the morning? Do we really need a belt? And if I need a belt, where should I wear the belt? So I look in the Arizal. The Arizal says the halakha, how a person should get dressed in the morning, is based on the Kohanim. So I don't know how many of us get dressed the right way, but we're supposed to get dressed like the Kohanim. The Kohen in the morning goes first to the mikveh. We go to take a shower. We're supposed to take a shower before you get dressed. Says the Kohen can't work unless he goes in the mikveh. Unless he goes in and cleans and washes himself. What does Rambam say? The, ko- the Kohen has to get dressed in a certain order. If he gets dressed out of order, no good. He has to first, now the thing is you always think, you know, you get out of bed, I'm going to put on my yarmulke, right? No, he said, no, nah, uh, wrong way. Says the first thing you do is put on your pants. The second thing you do is put on your shirt. The third thing is you put on the belt. And the fourth thing is to put on the hat. And just like the bracha, Ozer Yisrael Bigvura, you gird Yisrael with Gvura, which one we put on our belt, and Oter Yisrael, you crown Israel with glory after the belt. People normally, they put their hat on first. So we're supposed to, we're really supposed to follow the list. Seems based on what we learn, is that outside the 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 uh, the Ben Hamikdash, especially a non Kohen, we don't really need a belt and a hat. They're the only guys that need the belt and the hat because they're inside. Do we need to cover our head and wear a yarmulke? It seems really no. We even see in the story in the Gemara where one rabbi tells another, maybe you should cover your head. <laughs> Means they obviously didn't cover their heads. So this is what's going on. He says that. And if not wearing it, do we still need this special bracha about putting on the belt and putting on the head? So it goes next. I saw something very strange. Rabbi Yishmael Kohen Gadol. 
he was uh, he was a Kohen Gadol back uh, in the in the uh, in the in the Roman Second Temple. He says we're told he went up to Shemayim. He was one of the guys. You know they say you know we don't know what goes on in heaven, so he supposedly is one of the guys who was able to go up to heaven and come back and tell us. And he writes a book. Now I didn't see the book, but my rabbi saw the book and he told me the book. We could get the book; it's online. He says that this is Rabbi Ishmael. He was one of the ten Harugei Malchut, the one that the Romans killed. They wrapped him in a Sefer Torah. They put wet cotton inside him so he would burn slowly, and they burned him alive. He said he went up. He wrote this book called Hechalot Rabbi Ishmael. That's the name of the book. He says he went up, and the angels told him things that go on. What did they reveal? It says one of the most special moments to Hashem is in the in when we pray and we say Kiddushah. So we say the Amidah and then we say Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh all together. It says, not sure if it's the most important, maybe the most important is Amen Yeheshem but Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh is certainly of the most important. He says that when Am Yisrael say Kadosh, 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 he says, Hashem calls the angels and says to the angels, look at my people, they're saying Kadosh, 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 like you say up here. And when we say it down below, Hashem gets up from the throne, and the throne has four supports. One of the supports is the face of Yaakov Avinu, Jacob. It says that Hashem gets up from his throne, and he kisses the face of Yaakov Avinu. Very strange. And then he says, I should bring redemption to my people. I saw the Kafa Chaim, the Shulchan Aruch brings on this, brings this whole story to explain. The Midrash says, when we say Kadosh three times, each time we say a word, it creates a crown. So if we really think when we're saying Kadosh, 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 we're creating three crowns. The first crown Hashem takes and puts on Himself. We created a crown that Hashem puts on His own head, whatever that means. The other two crowns, He puts on us. He crowns us. And that is, Oter Yisrael Betifara, crowns us with glory. It says, by Yirmiyahu Hanavi, He's the one where He puts the belt into the rocks and it disintegrates. By Him, the rabbis say, that that the belt represents B'nai Israel hanging on Hashem. Wear the belt around Hashem. Kedoshim Tihiyu, the reason why Rashi says all of these things are talui, like a body hanging, right? Is because in order for us to be holy, what do we have to do? We have to be like a belt hanging around Hashem. This is why Yirmiyahu takes the belt. And the belt tells him about us because the belt reflects who we are because we are the belt of Hashem. It says this is what Kiddushah is all about. When we say Kiddushah, I have to understand that the key is to be connected to God. I want to be connected to Hashem. I want to be like the belt, hooked on, wrapped around. Then Hashem, what does He do? If we're wrapped around Hashem with the belt... He takes the crown and he puts the crown on us. And therefore the brachot say, Ozer Yisrael Bigvura. First is the belt, and then is the crown. 
says, Yaakov Avinu is the model of holiness. This is the guy the angels have been singing, singing for. Baruch Hashem Elokei Israel, Min HaOlam Ve'at HaOlam. He says, so when we say, Ozer Yisrael Bigbura, when we say the blessing in the morning, we have to have a kavana that the belt represents the Jewish people. He says, and it's the belt of Hashem. Only place that we have in the brachot Yisrael, Yisrael, is these two brachot. So these two brachot are for Yisrael combined. Or tears, Hashem makes the crown, He puts us on us. The Kohanim have a special power. They represent Hashem to us, and they represent us to Hashem. They're the middle guys. It says, this 32 amot, that the belt has to be, the same as Lev, 60 feet, it shows us how we have to be connected to Hashem. So the Kavanah of the Kohen, when he's wrapping this thing around him, probably, uh, wait, if the belt is what, 40 inches, right? So he's wrapping it around him uh, basically uh, 20 times. He has the Kavanah that I'm connecting the Israel with Hashem. That's my job as the Kohen, to connect the Israel with Hashem. After Adam ate from the tree, he has no clothing. What does he have to do? It says he made a chagura, he made a belt. Why did he make a belt? Of course he had to make clothing. But why does the Torah use belt? Because what happened when Adam sinned? He disconnected himself from Hashem. So what does the belt in essence do? It reconnects us to God. And that's why we have the term there. Before leaving Egypt, before eating, we have to have the belt. Why? Because if we want to leave Egypt with God, we have to show we're representing our attachment to God through the belt that we have at the Seder. It says in the Torah, the first Seder, they can't eat the meat unless they're wearing a belt. They didn't even wear a belt. You should loosen the belt. No, they have to wear the belt. Why wear the belt? That's the connection. The whole idea of Kedoshim Tihiyu is based on the plural. It's Ve'ahavta Lerecha Kamocha. It has to be all of us together. Because all of us are part of the belt. If those are missing from the belt, then the belt is incomplete and can't be wrapped around. Yishlach is it a kami kodesh. You have to send your holiness from Yaakov, but Yaakov's descendants have to be together, fit together. And this really relates to the entire theme of this portion. The commandments, we have the same ten commandments that we have in the Torah, but all of them are in the plural. Because it only works... When you love each other from yourselves. This pasuk is Before you can have a relationship with me, what's required? Love each other. Well, don't come calling. First, we have to connect, we have to connect each other to, to ours. We have to connect all of us. And then connecting all of us, we then connect to God. And then God crowns us. We have to love everyone, we have to be united, we have to be bound together to connect. Otherwise, the belt is incomplete. We're all part of the children of Yaakov, the children of Yisrael. The whole idea of this is, we and Hashem are one. We're connected to Hashem as a belt is connected to a person. So I look at Shulchan Aruch. It says, Sarich lezor ezor This is Shulchan Aruch. It says that a person has to bind himself with a belt at the time of prayer. 
Even if he's wearing a, a, a coat, he's wearing clothing, and his, you don't see your nakedness. You're not, you're not, there's, nothing, there's nothing there. He says, but it's not really to separate the upper body to the lower body. He says, He says, it's in order for us to prepare ourselves, the preparation, in order to be able to pray. What do we have to do? We have to connect ourselves with Hashem. And by putting this belt on, we're supposed to have the kavanah, that we're connecting ourselves to Hashem with this belt. So the way I always thought of it was the belt is separating the bad from the good. It's not really. That really may be a Zoroastrian uh, concept. And we've taken on. We all wear a belt. We wear a belt. The men wear a belt. We have a belt, and even if you don't wear a belt, it's considered the, the top of your pants because it has the... You know, where you bind yourself with the pants, it's considered like a belt. But... So it seems really what we should do. So we see the, we see the Hasidim. So I say, look up Lubavitch. And Lubavitch... Chabad says they wear a black gartel. And I said, why do they wear a black gartel? So they explain. There are a number of significance, significance associated with the gartel. Jewish, what? The gartel is that, you ever see they take a string from their pocket and they wrap this string around their, their upper... Why? They, they keep a string in... Yeah, they keep a string in their pocket and then they wrap this... This sort of string around their body. It's an external belt. So they, they're quoting that the heart does not see the nakedness when one says Shema. So they're quoting actually what may not be the reason. It says, but we also read in Amot, prepare yourself toward Hashem the Lord. It infers from here that a person has to dress himself a certain way before meeting Hashem. And the preparation is to gird oneself with a belt. He says, and the gartel is reminiscent of the belt which the priests wore during their service. So all of us, all of these reasons still go. I saw that the, the misconception is that this is an Ashkenazic custom. But the Mikubalim all wear belts. They all do the same. And they wear the sash, where? Higher up, below the heart. Because it doesn't really have to do with separating the, the nakedness from the... It has to do with binding ourselves. Seems to be a similar concept to putting on the tefillin. Because we're binding ourselves to Hashem, but we're binding ourselves to each other. And putting that on and thinking about the Kohen, and he's wrapping 60 feet worth of belt around him... That's what I'm thinking. And when I say my blessing in the morning, and I'm thinking, when I say, the blessing on, putting on the belt, what am I supposed to really be thinking? It's not the actual belt. It's that I'm binding myself to God. And if I commit to bind myself into God, the next blessing becomes valid, which is God crowns me. One follows the other. So unless I'm willing to first join all B'nai Israel together and love everyone as myself and don't say except my third grade teacher and I say the next and then I, I, I put that and then I bind myself to Hashem with the belt I can't get crowned 
But in, for me to have the, the, the kavana, so to say, the, the way to pray, I want to be able to connect. And the rabbis have these blessings that are before we pray in order for us to connect. And I can't say kadosh, 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 because when I say kadosh, 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 I could only say that when I have a minyan. I can't say it as an individual. Because it's ve'ahavta l'reacha kamocha. The whole kedoshim is in front of the whole, it's, it's the one of the rare things that's in front of the whole kahal, the whole congregation. It's not the individual. The, all the Ten Commandments are to the plural. Everything here shows that in order for my prayer to work, it has to be together. It's, no, you can pray alone, but it's much better to pray with other people. When we pray alone, we're trying to take the whole choo-choo train and drive it up to heaven. When we pray 10 people, we have 10 choo-choo trains combined. Each guy can do a little because each guy's, each guy's head is somewhere else. And hopefully all together, we, we bring that, that, that train up. Says that The lesson is we have to be like the belt. I wrote the Kiddushah. We can't say as an individual. We, we only as a minyan. Says, it says that before we pray, we have to accept, love my friend, love everyone, then say Kadosh, then Hashem gets up, then He kisses the image of Yaakov, which is us. He says, Hashem crowns us, Hashem says He's going to bring redemption. So if we always say we want to be redeemed, we want the Mashiach to come. The Mashiach is dependent on one thing primarily. What is that? Being united. Because if we're not united as a people, there's no connection. We need the connection, and the connection starts with unity. And then you can connect to God. God's not interested in talking to us until there's Ve'ahav Talareach HaKamocha. The Arizal explains, you repeat the similarities of the Ten Commandments, all in plural. Everything must be plural. Everything has to be unified just like the belt. The sin of Adam and Chavav, Adam and Eve, is they unhooked themselves. They detached themselves. And that's why they had to make a belt, because their attempt was, oh no, we messed up. We need to make a belt to attach. And that's why the term uses belt and not clothing. It says when we leave Egypt, we have to be united. We could only eat the Paschal lamb as a group. We're all going to leave together. And that's why we have to wear the belt in order to go. Aaron Kohen, he has the belt and then the hat. He says the belt unifies, connects, connects us with Hashem, and then Hashem crowns us. So perhaps we need, you know, it says we can't be as holy as Hashem. But what is the concept is Kedoshim you ki kadoshani because you should be holy because I'm holy. It says I can't be as holy as God, and God says you can't be as holy as me. But of course we can't be. But what, what can we do? United. We could attach out, we could unite ourselves and then attach ourselves to Hashem, and then Hashem crowns us with the crown of Kedusha. So it says I started out with one concept of why we wear the belt and completely blew it out the water, and there's no whatever, and it came up with a whole new thing, which seems to be exactly what the Shulchan Aruch writes. And what's sad is we read the Shulchan Aruch, we read the, the law, and we don't see it because we grow up with concepts that we think are the reason we do things, and those become reality when, in fact, it doesn't seem that that's the reality. It so it's just completely different. Given all this, I'm not sure why... I still depend on the uh, belt at my waist. Maybe it's time to go shopping for a uh, sash. I hope everyone enjoyed this class. Have a great week. And God willing, we'll have uh, something else tomorrow. Uh,
This class is dedicated today in memory of Lorraine Bat Victoria, my aunt Lorraine Gimdi. Thanks, everyone.